Father, everyone wants to paint a picture. Some are BS artists, and some are truth artists. May today's painting consist of the beautiful truth that you have painted within our lives through Christ. May we look at this painting today with a look of awe and respect as we come humbly before your throne, as we see your holiness and beauty within each stroke of this brush called faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So first of all, I'd like to thank you for those who pray for this work. And I ask you that you would continue to pray for this work and for this Christ First community and Christ First friends. Pray for me. Pray for this work. Continue to. We need all the prayers that we can get. Speaking of prayers, our brother in Christ, Manaji, who is a preacher of the gospel. He's also a small business owner. He roasts coffee, and he had posted a little bit of an update concerning his business, and he applied a little bit of humor at the end of his video and said that he's got a Maserati for Andrew Torba, myself, and Full Armor Farm if his business picks up. Now, of course, he was joking. I had to think for a moment, what is a Maserati? I had to ask, is that a primo cup of Java? <laughs> but what may the Lord use his business. May he use it for the glory of God and for the praise of our Almighty One. The true and almighty one, the God of all creation, and that's who I preach to you today. And speaking of businesses, we're going to talk about this tent maker principle as we look at our scripture reading. But first, I'd like to start off with 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Unreasonable and wicked men. All men have not faith. This is the reality, reality that we live in. Therefore, do not be surprised, dear Christian, when people are unreasonable with you, when wicked men mock you and laugh at you. All I can pray is that God's hedge of protection and peace surround us from these same unreasonable and wicked men who do not have faith, also known as the Antichrist. You are either of Christ or of Antichrist. There is no in-between. And this includes all of the BS artists. I saw a post from Andrew Torba. And he posted a screenshot, it looks like, of a Newsmax a news headline. says, Trump on Elon Musk. You know he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. So here's another BS artist. Well, he used the full word. I'm not going to do that while preaching the word of God. But Trump says, here's another BS artist. Says, the BS artist. <laughs> God help us. As we can see, my friends, men are not faithful. Therefore, I do not point them to you today. 
I do not point you to a man other than the God-man Jesus Christ because God alone is faithful. Verse 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And the men who are living by faith, these are the men that will get my attention. Not the BS artists. They stick out like a sore thumb. Why? Because their heart is not for Christ. And if your heart is not for Christ, do not expect to rank within my heart. I will pray for you. By God's grace, I will do my best to love you with the truth. But I will tell you this, we are not going to be best buds. Verse 6, now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. So I'll tell you this, speaking of best buds, my capabilities are very limited because I am just one man. Therefore, I will not point you to a mere man such as myself. I will point you to the God-man, Jesus Christ, who has all capability to be your best bud. Much more than that. He's the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. But yet he chooses to be our friend. What a mighty God. I want to thank all of you. There's a few of you. Not many, but there is a couple of you who, who provide monetary support. They give monetary support for this work. And I thank you for that. But that does not qualify you to be my best bud either. Because if a friendship must be bought, it is not a friendship to begin with. We read about this non-dependence upon money as it pertains to the ministry and the work and life of Paul. Paul did not demand, nor did he lay out a guilt trip for support concerning his Christ work and labor. Anyone that does so should immediately be put on the Antichrist grift list as a suspect. Verse 8, 2 Thessalonians, Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Now you're welcome. I will not refuse you unless you are trying to lord it over me to team with this gospel work as a supporter. And again, I thank you. However, I do not depend upon any of it. Neither will I be swayed by it. Paul was a laborer that was worthy of ministry support from churches. However, he wanted none of it if it hindered his work or it became a distraction. Verse 9, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. He didn't want money to get in the way of his mission. His mission of preaching the truth of the word of God. So I'll tell you this, my ministry friends, and I put that in quote, ministry. In other words, Paul is saying, get a J-O-B and do not depend on handouts or the giving from others. Verse 10 and 11, for even when we were with you, this we commanded that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. They stay on social media all day, scrolling it. They don't work. 
and they want a handout. No, you're not getting a handout from me. I've heard preachers say that they were called to preach, not to get a job. Well, in this one statement alone, they have proclaimed the unwillingness to work. And believe me, that does not preach. It doesn't preach. No one wants to hear your sob stories either. Get a job and eat your own bread. Verse 12, now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Now this is not to be confused with those who are in rear binds in their life that require a small portion of someone else's bread. I pray and hope that you and I would look for these opportunities to love others, even those who are considered to be our enemies, which ends up heaping coals of fire on their heads, by the way, because they don't know how to respond to such love and kindness. Because all they're used to dealing with is hate and someone trying to sell them something. People wonder why people like myself, Northerners, they think we're rude. We're more serious people. Those of us that are from the North versus that of the South. And why is this? Why is it that when a stranger comes up to talk to you, we automatically stand off in the North? It's because we think you're a grifter and you're trying to sell us something. <laughs> we don't hate you. We're just suspicious of you. Such is the nature of the big cities. I'm from Cleveland. And we're a little bit standoffish. That's just how we are. Therefore, it's important that we know who our enemies really are. Those who hate us. Not just trying to sell us something, but really hate us. And just because I admonish you, my friends, it doesn't mean that you are my enemy. Verse 14 through 15, And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. There's no need to treat me as your enemy, dear Christian friend, unless you are indeed Antichrist. Why hate me? I'm just a simple man seeking to be a godly influence on, on spiritual sons and daughters that the Lord brings into my life. And this includes my own physical children. Yesterday, I was blessed. I was blessed to be able to walk with my son and granddaughter. My grand, our granddaughter, she's, she's going to be two years old. And she was holding her dad's finger and my finger in the middle of us. And I was blessed by this. And it reminded me of the fact that our young girls need their fathers and they need their grandfathers. And I will tell you, young Christians, they need, these young Christians, they need their godly elders, spiritual fathers, if you will. Those who will speak the truth to them. Those who will love them even with admonishment. Because they care. They truly care. And my question is, do you have any sons or daughters in the faith? 1 Timothy 1.2, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Do you have any sons or daughters in the faith? If not, get to work. Get to work, my friend. There are young people out there looking for a spiritual mentor. I wouldn't be here today if my uncle didn't take the time to spiritually mentor me as an 18-year-old kid. So get to work and stop falling to all of the satanic mainstream media propaganda that is being fed to us continuously and incessantly. Not only in the mainstream news, but the mainstream social media feeds. You can fall to all of this Zionist propaganda spewed by the satanic mainstream media if you want. But as for me and my house, I say no. 1 Timothy 1.4, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. So do. Now, now Charles Spurgeon, a once famous preacher from England, in his Spurgeon pulpit commentary, he comments on this passage. He says, if the spirit which gave birth to the fables of the Talmud which our Jewish writings, was already at work among the Jews, we have a ready explanation of the phrase and that they were Jewish fables. Not, not later Gnostic delusions is proved by the parallel passage in Titus 1.14, not giving heed to Jewish fables. The prevalence of sorcery among the Jews at this time is a further instance of their inclination to fables. And he references Acts 8.9, Acts 13.6, and Acts 19.13. So I will say this, that the Judaizers, they may know the law. They may be very skilled in the law. But without love, you surely do not practice the law. And without the love of Christ, you will become a convict of the law. All need Christ to include the Jewish people. Verses 5 through 8, 1 Timothy 1. Now the end of the commandment is charity, which is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned, which, fr- which some, having served, have turned aside unto vain jangling. Vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say or whereof they affirm, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. You must know what the purpose of the law is. The Old Testament law was and is a schoolmaster to show that you and I can never live up to it, let alone obey it in its entirety. This teaches us that we are in need for a Savior to bridge this gap of where we fail, and that is the Messiah Christ. Verse 9 and 10, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, But for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Yet these same Antichrist law keepers only keep the law when it is convenient for them to do so. I saw a picture that was posted by Rover Grover on social media, which was a news article entitled Women's Rights Rally held at Muskegon County Courthouse and and says, and then he says, I wonder if they were demanding access to the selective service system. (laughs) 
I wonder if they're demanding access. But even even so, even if there's a a woman who would be more than willing to sign up for the selective service, I still find these antichrist inconsistencies as it pertains to women's rights. There was one female soldier on TikTok who spoke of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and she said that it was an attack on women, all while she is serving with men who are dressed as women who are taking over the military. So here we see, none of this is about the attacks on womenhood. It is attacks on personal convenience that these people are concerned with. Now, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful that God has called me to a sound ministry, sound doctrine that defies my personal convenience. Because it's when you begin to bow to this personal convenience, you become a BS artist. Our churches are filled with BS artists. I praise the Lord for this ministry of truth that the Lord has entrusted me with. And I pray to be a good steward. And this is the picture that I paint before you today. And that picture is none other than Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 1.12, And I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I have not forgotten where I have come from. I have not forgotten where I have come from. Verse 13, Paul said, Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. How many sins are committed ignorantly because of our unbelief? But I'm here to tell you I've been forgiven. And you too will be forgiven if you will put your faith and trust in the Lord. Why have I not forgotten where I have come from? Because I'm saved by grace. We are saved by grace. That means you and I did not deserve to be saved. You and I did not deserve the gift of faith that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Verse 14 through 15, In the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul did not forget where he came from. He was a sinner just like you and I, in need of the grace of God. The grace of God is within you or it is not. And if you have his grace, you have his gift, and this gift will speak to others. If it does not speak, it does not dwell within you. Verse 16, How by for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. This grace only shines as we walk the streets of Jerusalem. And I'm not talking about the streets that are paved in Antichrist Israel. You either reside in the Jerusalem, which is from above, called the kingdom of God, or you reside in this world, this Babylon below, even called America, being one of the Babylons of many Babylons. 
There is no in-between. It's either the Jerusalem above or the Babylon below. We must take a good look at all of these so-called prophets that are out there. We must see and look what streets are they walking upon. Kingdom streets or Babylon streets? Because not all prophets are prophets from God. We read this in Jeremiah 29, 4, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. So just because a prophet states that he or she had a dream, it does not mean it is from God. As we can see here, verse 8 and 9, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Whereas true prophets of God are not concerned with personal convenience, they are not BS artists, they speak the truth whether it hurts or not, wanting you to have peace with the knowledge that God has a specific and precise purpose for each of our lives while we're here on this earth. You have purpose, my friend. That is nothing like my purpose. Yes, we are moving forward to our high calling in Christ, the prize, the same prize, but getting there looks very much different. Seek God today and he'll point you in the right directions and so will the true prophets of God who are not BS artists they paint word pictures of truth and they point you to the Lord and not themselves why because their hearts are all in Bible bigot had posted on Gab he said in the in the homesteading and off-grid patriots group he says hey everyone any experiencing any experience on getting rid of groundhogs? What did he do? He reached out to truth to those he felt like he can trust within this group. And the truth seems to be the case with the responses. As the two responses said, shoot him in the head. Little mama four said. My neighbor sits in his window with a rifle waiting for them. This is speaking of groundhogs that are tearing up the homestead. Kathy G says, we have, not, we have had woodchucks on and off for years here. They are nasty little creatures. Ours have a large triangular area of three holes and tunnels which run from a vegetable garden to my herb garden to the woods. To be honest, I've tried everything from predator urine to filling the holes with rocks. I finally resorted to shooting them with a rifle, which I can do because I am very rural. They usually come out around four and will sit up straight if you whistle at them. Guess that's why Grandpa called them whistle pigs. Now shooting... These animals, these pests in the head is not what many want to hear, just as many do not want to hear that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. They, ra they rather some other BS artist tell them what they want to hear so that they keep spinning their wheels around the farm, accomplishing nothing, while their problem only gets worse and worse as more pests begin to multiply in their lives. Seems that 
Petrie at Mr. Nobody on Gab was on time with his post this morning in our discussion group on Gab, or Gospel discussion group. He quoted Ecclesiastes 12, 9 and 10, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge, yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. Here we see a truth artist, not a BS artist, a man, a man of God who sought words of truth preach to the people and then he gives the warning mr nobody from matthew 7 15 beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves he says as a believer you do have a responsibility to know truthful words and keep your pastor on his toes keep me on my toes with the truth always because my heart is all in Your heart is all in or it is all out. And if it's not all in, your problems are only going to get worse as these pests increase in your your life, as the Antichrist take over control of your life. Jeremiah 29, 13, And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Your heart is all in or it's all out. All in Christ or all in Antichrist to include Antichrist America who is led by BS artists and not the artists of truth. Some say, well, is God for or against America? Is God with America? Well, here's your answer in Joshua 3.10 that we read today. And Joshua said, hereby you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail... Drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Have we not said before when God eradicates something, he eradicates it? How do we know if God is in America right now? Well, we know that he's not for America right now because the Antichrist rule America. If you have not read... The article that I posted yesterday, I encourage you to do so, gospel.com. It's entitled, Dominion Theology, the Fuel for Christian Nationalism. I wrote it yesterday, and I encourage you to read it. But regardless if you read this article or not, all I can say is, America, take notes from our reading today in Jeremiah. Chapter 29, verse 17 through 19, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will send upon them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, and I will make them like vile figs that cannot be eaten. They are so evil. And I will persecute them with the sword, with the famine, and with the pestilence, and will deliver them to be removed to all the kingdoms of the earth to be a curse, and an astonishment, and a hissing, and a reproach among all the nations whither I have driven them, because they have not hearkened to my words, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants the prophets, rising up early and sending them, but you would not hear, saith the Lord. That's because we are too busy listening to the BS artists in our social media feeds. 
Because of this, apathy has grown and judgment will come. You say, well, why is judgment coming? Because of all the disgraceful, foolish things that are rampant in our land to include adultery, fornication, porn, and all other sexual immorality and debauchery. Filled with liars who blaspheme the name of Christ while even claiming to be Christians at the same time. Verse 23, Jeremiah 29, because they have committed villainy in Israel and have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives and have spoken lying words in my name, which I commanded, which I not commanded them. Even I know am a witness, saith the Lord. Judgment is coming. We read in the Psalms today in Psalm 9, verse 7 and 8. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. We will all be judged, Christian or not. The question is, are you ready? And some say, some say, well, when? I can't tell you the exact day. All I can say is that I see the smoke billowing as I speak while the Antichrist point their middle finger at God. For now. For now, they point their middle finger at God and trust in the BS artists. But not for me. It is my desire and it's my prayer that each of us would bow before Almighty God, knowing Psalm 10.3, for the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blessed the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. Trust in Christ, my friends. Trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Psalm 10. Why standest thou afar, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken into the devices they have imagined. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetous, whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net. He croucheth and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face, he will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. Wherefore doth the wicked contemn God? He hath said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. Thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest mischief and spite to requite it with thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee. Thou art the helper of the fatherless. 
Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear. To judge the fatherless and oppressed. That the man of the earth may no more oppress. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.